0: Hey, hey, welcome back to this show again. I am Giovanna Capoza. I'm the host of She Rises, and I'm so happy that you came back to listen to the show this week. Another amazing topic this week for you and for your lives, this one I call Finding Your Inner GPS, The Ego Versus God. Wow, big title, right? This is about that gnawing, complaining sometimes or negative voice in your head or wrong-minded thinking, let's call it, which is better known as the ego and how that will interfere with really connecting to your inner GPS, which I would call your, your God positioning system. And how to decipher the two and moreover, how to actually tune in. And have your inner GPS be the louder of the two voices. It's an amazing topic for uh, practical reasons, um, moreover than even spiritual reasons, because often we allow the small self, right, the self with a small s, to control or take over or, you know, run the show until we finally get backed up. Up against a wall or you know things start breaking down or life starts crashing and we think god what is going on here? And what i've learned through painful um, Lessons in my life is that those were the times that I wasn't connected to my inner gps that I wasn't Following inner guidance that I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, I got this. I'll run the show So this episode is full of practical tools and knowledge around this topic, so that I can share with you guys my journey around this for myself, in hopes that you'll see yourself in that as well, and see how you can start to use these uh, tools to practically apply to your life and to yourself, so that you can start to refine your connection and your relationship to your inner gps so i hope you enjoy the show and as always come to uh she to leave any comments in the show notes and you can of course find us on facebook at she tribe to join the facebook group to continue the conversation there as well and as i always say sharing is caring so guys if you love this episode and it really struck a chord and you think you'll have some friends that it might help share that with them i think they'll appreciate it Thanks so much for tuning
1: in and enjoy the show. There is this understanding about how to ask questions or not necessarily how to ask questions, but who are we asking the questions of and how can we tap into this higher self and this place where there is a knowing and a deep sense of knowing from a higher place that just comes through us. And what I mean by that is that there is no forcing and there is no figuring out and there is no battle. And so we're all familiar with this internal battle you know when we have a decision to make and you know I used to joke that I'm probably one of the most indecisive people that I know and a lot of that comes from self-doubt a lot of that comes from analyzing and being in that analysis paralysis and really just trying to see what both sides are you know it's the it's the pro and con list that everybody says to make but really what this is about today is just sharing with you that there is actually an inner place of knowing within you that is there to be your guide and the very key thing to understand about this place is that it's waiting for an invitation so many times and I'm sure you've had this happen to you we will spontaneously have intuition come through and many times we'll look back and we'll realize that we would have ignored it and we have that oh I just knew it. I absolutely knew that I should have done that and I didn't listen to it. And so we do this all the time. And the reason that we don't listen to it is because we're letting our analytical thinking ego mind or the monkey mind, as some people call it, we're letting that interject and we're letting that get in the way. And we start to get into rationalization and we start to get into using logic. Now, logic is great and rationalization is great, but not at the expense of that inner voice that told you something and you knew better right we always we have that moment where it's like oh i just knew better i knew better than to do that or i knew better than to say that or i knew better than to go that there or invest in that or do that and it's one of the ways that we sort of self-abandon or or self-betray ourselves um because we're not listening And so many, many years ago, I discovered my first spiritual teacher, and she became my spiritual mentor for years and is still a very good friend of mine. And I was wracked with this, how do I hear? You know, how how is it that I could hear? And she said something to me that was very powerful that I'd like to share with you now. And that is this, that... First of all, the key to hearing and to tapping into this GPS, so your inner God positioning system, is firstly and foremost to get quiet. So spirit can't speak to us if we're too busy, if we have Facebook on, if we're tweeting, if we're on the phone, if we're checking emails all the time, if we are constantly talking or in our head. It's very difficult to actually find that place where spirit can get in because we're making ourselves too busy. We're busying ourselves with, you know, the affairs of the world, so to speak, and the affairs of our lives. And we're not actually taking the time to tap in. So one of the first and foremost things that you need to to develop a practice of is finding that quiet time. Now, my favorite time to do this is in the morning. So I literally wake up in the morning and I set my alarm earlier than I need to be up and I don't even get out of bed. I literally stack up the pillows and I get in, you know, into a comfortable place in bed still with the lights off still in the dark if it's still dark and I start to breathe just like the breathing that I walked you through now I start to breathe and I start to just connect with my body and so in connecting with my body I suddenly can be present so I'm not in my head anymore now I'm in my body so what is my breath doing you know what's is there any place of tension in my body what's going on just tapping in and once I've sat there in this quiet for a while, and, and sometimes, you know, it can take a bit because sometimes even first thing in the morning, you could wake up and have a to-do list. In fact, most people do wake up with this list already in their minds. And so taking that time, giving yourself that moment and a very powerful way to identify whether or not it is your inner guide that is speaking to you. And this, again, is what my teacher shared with me years ago is that you will notice that when ego is speaking to you, what you will notice is that there will be an emotion attached to it. There will be fear usually, there will be hesitation, there will be some sort of emotional charge, so to speak, that comes with the so-called answer or the so-called decision. and It doesn't really feel settled. You know, it doesn't really feel right. And you can be sure that when you ask a question or when you're trying to tap in and what comes to you comes with that energy in tow, that is the ego speaking to you. That is that monkey mind. That is that rationalizing brain that's talking to you. But when you can be in the small, still, quiet space and you can be tapped in and be in the moment and when you hear information that comes to you that has no emotion it just is there is a peace that comes with the answer and it just is it's just a voice it could be your own voice often it does come in the in the um, in the sense that it is you speaking to yourself but it doesn't have an emotion attached to it it is coming from a place of inner knowing and just peacefulness and this is the experience that I had again going back to creating this show you know what came in for me when I sat quietly was this knowing it was this inner knowing where you just knew that that's what the answer was there wasn't a fear coming in there wasn't any emotion stirred up by it it was just like huh yeah okay cool like it was just it was just A non-eventful, from an emotional standpoint, knowingness that that was the answer. And so that is one of the key ways that I learned many, many years ago to actually identify the difference between whether it was my ego and the fear and that rational, um, over-analytical voice that was speaking, or whether it was actually coming from my guide, from source, from that inner place of knowingness, from my GPS. Now, as I said earlier, this inner guide, this GPS, it's actually waiting for an invitation. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that, first of all, part of that invitation is you getting quiet. Part of you, uh, inviting in the higher knowledge of your guide is actually allowing yourself to get quiet. But what I have found helpful for myself and for others that I teach is when you can find that quiet place for yourself and you can tap in and actually say the words in your mind or you can say them verbally, I'm inviting you in. So whether for you it is the invitation of the Holy Spirit, whether it's the invitation of God, whether it's the invitation of your higher self or your higher knowing or your guides or guardians, in whatever way you wish to express that for yourself, That is the time for you to do it because there is a place where once we invite that in, it is just like creating an intention. It is just like setting an intention. When you actually invite that in, you are opening up something very, very powerful because you've actually, with those words, set the intention of being guided and having assistance and so it's very important to combine those two so finding your quiet time in the morning and tapping in first with your breathing and then tapping into your body and we're going to go through this in a moment with the guided meditation um, and we're going to experience a little bit of what that might look like for you but this is a very very powerful powerful uh, tool is the invitation it's very important because Otherwise, we could be sitting there, and oftentimes this has happened to me in the past before I learned to do this, is you could be sitting there in trying to be quiet. And of course, the thoughts are rushing through and the thoughts are passing through. And that's okay. And that's perfectly normal. Our brain, our mind is actually, that's its primary job is to think. And so to try and make that stop would actually drive us even more insane. So as you notice those thoughts, just allow them to pass through. Just allow them to pass through almost like they were little thought bubbles, you know, that you see appearing over people's heads in cartoons. (laughs) Same thing, you know, you can just notice that little thought bubble and just even like sometimes what I do is I'll just I'll blow it away within my mind's eye. I'll just blow the the thought cloud away. This is something that I learned in in, uh, studying Transcendental Meditation is that, you know, the mind is always thinking. The mind does always have thoughts going through. And our job in meditation, our job in getting quiet and connecting, is not to stop the thoughts necessarily, but just allow them to pass through us. And when we notice that we've gotten, you know, stuck on a a path or we've gotten stuck, you know, thinking about the grocery list and what's going to come next for today, that we just bring ourselves back to either our breathing or, you know, in transcendental meditation, they do use a mantra. But it's really about bringing yourself back to the present moment because when we've escaped in our thoughts, we are not in the present moment. And so allow those to come and go and blow those clouds away. But the very powerful thing that even when you're sitting there and you're allowing those thoughts, I, at the time, would have a very difficult time really hearing the voice, right? Hearing that GPS, hearing that place where I just really wanted to connect to something and I wanted to have answers. You know, I was um, really desiring to have that. And it actually wasn't until I learned that there was an invitation, that was required, that it was a powerful, powerful shift for me. And when I started to create that intention, which really that's what it is we're doing by having an invitation, is that that powerful, powerful intention of the invitation, of asking spirit to come in and be there with me and be present with me, was something that changed my complete practice of meditation, of tuning in, and even of finding that peace within myself and so this was one of the main things that you know if you can take away from this call today is to have that invitation when you are tapping in to your higher self. So going back to this GPS so this is the, the powerful morning ritual right this is something that if you can develop this, and not just in the morning, if you can even use this at night to check back in, you know, to develop a ritual even in the evening where, let's say you're going over the events of the day and you and you have uh, a gratitude journal or a journal of appreciation, where you're going through and really just going back through the day and seeing, you know, where was I guided today? Where did I trust this uh, intuition. Where did I trust this information that came through today? And writing it down. The more we do this, what we do is we actually solidify for ourselves. Oh yes, I did listen there and I did do that. And to really start to see how you're following through on what you're being guided to do, which leads me to a very, very important um, point about your morning ritual. And anytime really that you're inviting this voice in and that you're calling in your guide to lead the way, which is the part of it that requires you to take action. And so it's not enough that we make the invitation and it's not enough that we even hear the voice we have to actually jump into faith and trust and actually take action on what it is that we hear. And so this was another, you know, huge aha for me because for many years, I realized that I was hearing, you know, the voice, I was hearing the guidance, I was accessing this GPS, but I wasn't doing anything about it. I was hearing it, I was hearing, you know, advice at times, I was getting intuitive hits about, let's say people or situations in my life, but I wasn't trusting it. And in not trusting it, even though it was coming through with that sense of peace and knowing, I didn't have the practice yet of trusting it and taking action. And so the way that this developed for me is that I started to take small little steps of trust. And so I remember, this was years ago, I would do it with small little things. So I would you know, for example, tune in about a book that I was reading and I would ask, if I would, you know, tune in and I'd get quiet and I'd start my breathing and taking my deep breaths in and accessing my body and quieting my mind as best as I could. And I would ask to be led to a specific place in a book that I was reading, let's say some information that I needed to know. Okay. And I would play around with this a little bit. And so, Oftentimes, I wouldn't get anything, and so I'd get frustrated, and I'd force it, and I would just say, okay, I'm just going to open up the book and see what happens, and of course, I would land on some silly verse that made no sense, and you know, I thought, oh, this doesn't work, right? But what started to happen is I started to actually have more patience and wait, and many times, what came back was information that I didn't even need to open up a book, Um, that I started to trust and listen to. But when I waited long enough and I actually received sort of the red light or the go ahead, I would feel a place of peace. I would feel that place of internal peace. And if it was the book example, and I needed to turn to a place in the book, oftentimes, it would be exactly what I needed to hear or what I needed to read. And so little things like that, I mean, that, you know, that's, it, it might be a silly example for some of you, but it's just a tiny example of practicing taking action. And so I would do it in other little places throughout the day. So I would do it, you know, when I was driving, you know, if I, if I was driving home, and I knew there was multiple ways to get home, I would ask. You know, should I turn down this street or should I turn down that street? And I would wait to hear and I would trust. And then whatever came to me, I would trust and I would take action. Okay? And so things like that and to start to develop that muscle. We often talk about faith and we talk about this trust and we don't actually realize that as my good friend says that faith is a muscle. You know, faith is a muscle that you must use and practice daily in order for you to strengthen it and to actually begin to trust more and more and more. And so in this morning ritual, that may also become part of an evening ritual, but especially in your morning ritual, because this is how you start your day, this is how you begin your day. When you tap into that quiet place inside of you and when you are able to access that voice that comes to you with a phrase or with information or with a knowingness or with an intuition, that you've invited that in and that you've heard that. The next step is to take action. Take action on what it is that you hear. Take action on what it is that you get told to do in some cases, you know, like I was guided to start this radio show. And we don't know the outcome, you know, we are, we are so Bent, you know, a lot of times in our society, like, well, well, what if this? And what if that? And what if the outcome is not what I like? Or, or, you know, what if it doesn't work out like this? Or what if, you know, with me, it's like, well, what if people don't listen? What if people don't tune in? What if people don't like it? Or, you know, what if I can't find guests to be on the show? Like, all of those voices can come in. And, and they did. But the muscle, practicing that muscle, building that muscle of faith is saying, okay, I acknowledge that what I heard come through came from a place of peace and it came from a place of real knowing. You know, there was n- nothing attached to it at all. And so in trusting that, taking the step forward. And so, you know, there's that old saying and there's a, a book by this title as well that, you know, you take the step and the bridge will appear. And that's, that's what faith is. Faith is understanding that you do have a guide, and you do have something bigger than you that is guiding the way. And once you get the the hit, uh, as I call it, or the the intuition, or the message, is to say, "Okay, I'm going to take a step in this direction in faith." Okay, that I'm going in the right direction. And so, practicing that and um, uh, using that faith muscle is is really key in um, understanding that. And so. Let's go through, um, your GPS, uh, checklist. And so I've already mentioned this with your morning ritual, but for those of you that actually want to write this down. So your GPS checklist, your God positioning checklist is really a place where if you can, if you can remember these key things, you can allow yourself to drop in and reconnect anytime. Okay. In The Course in Miracles, uh, which I'm a student of, for those of you that have tuned in the show in the past, um, you've heard me speak about it. And incidentally, for those of you that um, are tuning in right now, I'm very excited because actually next week on the show... One of my teachers, uh, who's a great, great teacher, <clears throat> her and her husband um, are great teachers of A Course in Miracles, Lisa Natoli, is actually going to be on this show. I'm so excited to have her on this show. And we are going to be talking about relationships from a spiritual perspective and from the perspective of A Course in Miracles, and I'm really, really excited about that. We're going to be talking about how to bring spirit into your relationships and all sorts of other juicy, amazing stuff. So I just had to get that in there because I'm really excited to have her on the show. But going back to our checklist, you know, and and my reference uh, to The Course in Miracles, which was, again, part of this building the faith muscle is that The Course in Miracles says that if you knew who walked with you at all times, that you'd never have fear. And so what does that mean if you knew who walked with you? If you understood that you had a guide with you at all times that was guiding you and leading you, if you allow it to, then we would live with less fear. We would live with less self-doubt. And we would live more at peace. And so this checklist really is about tapping into that. It's about reminding ourselves that somebody is walking with me, that I have a higher part of my consciousness, I have a higher self, I have a guide, I have a teacher that walks with me, that comes with me wherever I go, and that if I allow it to, if I invite it in will assist me. And so the checklist is getting still and quiet. That's the number one thing on your checklist. Write that down the top of your page. So get still and get quiet and do this at least, at least, at least twice a day. If you can do this at least twice a day. And so in doing this twice a day, if you can stop what you're doing, give yourself five or 10 minutes to tap in. And the best way to get still is to get into the breath and breathing and so that hmm, beautiful deep inhalation through your nose and out through your mouth specifically in a controlled way actually helps to still and calm your body this is a yogic breath this is something that you'll do even going in the yoga class okay and so getting into your breath and into your breathing is the first point so get still find quiet time uh you know at least five to ten minutes longer if you can Start using your breath and your breathing. And the, or the third thing on your list, which is super, super important, is to make the invitation. Now, this might sound silly for some of you um, because it sounds like, well, if it's my higher self and it's my higher guide and and they're with me all the time, well, why do I have to invite them in? It's kind of like you know inviting the person that lives with me, you know, to dinner. They're always there anyways, right? No, because the invitation actually sets up part of your intentional co-working together, okay? And so there is an intention, a very powerful intention that gets set when you create the invitation. You're actually allowing them in. You're really setting a place for them at dinner, right? So even though, you know, using the analogy, well, if, if someone lives with me, why do I have to invite them to dinner? Well, you might not necessarily. You could assume that they would assume that they're invited, but if they don't see a table or excuse me, a place uh, set for them at the table. They're they're not going to come, right? So it's the same thing. Creating that invitation, or having that invitation rather, is you setting the place at the table to say, okay, I am ready for your guidance. I'm ready to tap in to you. Okay, and so those are the three three main things on the list. And then the last thing that's super important is to have pen and paper by your side. I I was going to say have something to write with on your side, even your laptop or, you know, being by your computer. But actually the the act of taking pen to paper is very, very therapeutic. And there's, there's actually something magical that happens when you can write out with a pen uh, on paper now if you'd really really rather journal on your on your computer that's fine but you know my preference is always to use pen and paper and so having that by your side so you can write down whatever comes to you down on the piece of paper and so those are the four main things so Getting still and quiet, finding that, you know, at least 5 to 10 minutes um, twice a day and then tapping into your breathing, which taps gets you into the present moment and into your body. Make the invitation, okay? So create the invitation and then be still. And maybe you have questions that you're bringing to the table. Maybe you write down the questions ahead of time. Maybe you don't have any questions. You know, maybe you just wake up and, and just ask, you know, what will you have me know Today, again, going back to uh, the Course in Miracles and the very, um, you know, popular and now famous prayer um, from the Course in Miracles is very simple, which is, where will you have me go? What will you have me do? What will you have me say and to whom? And you can ask something very simple like that and and just put that out there, you know, as they say, and see what comes to you. And also to keep in mind that you may not get something all the time, you know, and sometimes when I'm teaching meditation to my students and my clients um, and I'm helping them develop their own personalized practice, you know, they get frustrated at the beginning because they say, well, you know, I sat there and I didn't get anything and and it's often that very expectation of getting something or or trying to find an answer that actually blocks the answer from coming and so trying again with your intention to release that and to release the outcome of whatever this particular Session is going to be for you and whatever's gonna, whatever the outcome is going to be for you and really allowing yourself to release whatever expectation of outcome there might be. And that's really difficult when we're dealing with something in our life that is, let's say, really pressing or something that we just think, oh, I just really need an answer to this. I really need to know. And it's that very need to know that will actually oftentimes block what the answer is. And that leads me to talking about the next thing, you know, the need to know and that mental chatter and what we mentioned at the beginning, the ego mind, you know, there's a lot of talk about the ego and what is the ego and why is it there and why is it so, you know, sneaky and getting in there and you know, the the ego is there for, for a reason. And it actually does serve a purpose in our awakening. But it's very important to be conscious of when the ego is operating. So when you're in alignment with ego or when you're in alignment with God or higher self or spirit, okay? And so there's a very big difference. And one of the big differences is something that I've already mentioned is that when you're in alignment with ego thinking or the monkey brain or the monkey chatter, that is when you are in fear. That's when you're in your most uncomfortable emotions, fear, anger, irritability, judgment, you know, discomfort, anything that is not peace and joy and love is of the ego. And this is a really important distinction because this is something that you can use on a daily basis to catch yourself in moments where you go into, I call it the spin, right? So it's a mental spin, it's the mental chaos, it's the chatter of the mind, it's the incessant worry, it's the place that we go to and we ruminate and we what if, and we get into problem solving, quote unquote, and, you know, trying to find solutions, but from a place of the mind, which is being run by the ego. Now, the ego also is the place that inhabits, uh, it, it is, sorry, it is in our subconscious mind and is also the place that inhabits all of our stories, you know, all of our belief systems, all of the things that we've taken on, usually from the ages of, you know, zero to seven, which are our major, you know, um, I call them the sponge years because we're like sponges at that time and we absorb everything. And we really don't have the capability at that time to actually rationalize what it is that we're feeling. And so we tend to experience things quite traumatically um, during those times, even if you looked back at something now in your adult mind, you might think, "Oh, well, that was that was kind of a, a small thing," because your adult rational brain says, "Well, that wasn't that big." But your child, at you know three, four, five, or six, it is very huge to them because at that age we don't have the capacity to process, and so things that hit us create actual traumatic um, reference points. And so the ego is sort of a place where all of this subconscious. Uh, belief systems or wounding and chatter and all of that is existing. And it bubbles up from time to time. And for some of us, and I am a, I am the classic for this one and have been and and that's why this has become such a part of my you know mission is that the ego for a very long time runs our life. And in fact, if we're not careful and we're not aware and we don't develop this daily practice of tapping into our GPS, the ego ends up running our whole life and it runs everything and so we end up running a life and living a life that is based out of, uh, fear and survival and the next thing, you know, what's the next thing and I have to figure it out and it becomes a very exhausting way to live. And I often joke with a lot of my friends and my clients that, you know, for the better half of my life, I think that, you know, I used to say that God probably, if, you know, if there was an embodiment for spirit was, you know, sitting up there, wherever there is, uh, you know, with his arms crossed, kind of tapping his foot saying, are you ready to let me in? Can I, can I get in here? Can I, can I help you out? Because my whole life, um, for much of it, I was living basically like, no, I got this. I'll figure it out. I got it. I got it myself. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And what is that? That's the ego. You know, that's the ego mind saying, I'm separate and I'm alone here and I need to figure this out on my own. And we are not alone and we are not separate. And we do have this GPS. This is part of our default. This is like when you order a car at the shop and it comes you know, with all the custom bells and whistles and all the stuff that's the default that comes with the car or the default operating system on your computer, our GPS is our default operating system. We are always connected. But it's this ego mind, it's these stories that we have taken on and then further created in our lives That actually keep us feeling separate, that actually keep us feeling alone and that, and disconnected. And so, as I mentioned before, you know, when I recognized that for much of my life, up until that point, I had just been running the show on my own and really realized that I wasn't getting very far. I was still struggling. I was still always in chaos. I was you know, not at peace in my mind. Maybe things on the outside were looking good, but I didn't have that peace of mind And I couldn't make decisions to save my life. Like literally, (laughs) it would take me forever to make decisions and I would ruminate and I would wonder and I just, you know, and then I would make decisions and inevitably I would make many wrong decisions. And then, you know, it made my life probably a lot more difficult than it had to be. And so when I discovered this tool, when I discovered this GPS, when I discovered, hey, wait a second, (laughs) I know this is there. I've known it you know intellectually for years. I've been um, you know, a student sort of on the spiritual journey since I was eighteen. Um, so I've known for a long time that it's there, but I knew it intellectually. And I never gave myself the experience of creating this powerful daily ritual. I never gave myself that gift. And so, again, if there's another thing that you can take away from this call today is the importance of giving yourself that gift to tap in. Otherwise, that egoic mind, um, that monkey mind, that part of you that is basically running your life from fear and separation tends to run the show most of the time. And if you find yourself struggling repeatedly with certain areas of your life if you find yourself repeatedly um, making the same mistakes or repeating the same patterns often it's because there is this bit of a disconnection from that inner voice from that gps that guidance system and of course we're not going to get it right all the time you know and this isn't a place this isn't another place for you to come in and judge yourself and say oh i can't believe i did that i I knew better and I I didn't listen. No, it's not a place for judgment. It's not a place for getting down on yourself, but it is a place of practice. And that's all that this is about today. And this is the reason that I wanted to, you know, bring this to you today is to to have a place of practicing and have a place where this becomes part of your daily to-do list, along with all the other things that you do. It is a muscle. It is something that needs to be practiced. So, I'm just going to pop over quickly to the Facebook group and just see if anyone has popped in there. Let's just see. I don't see anyone on the phone lines. If anyone has any questions, by the way, you could um, uh, press star 2 now if you'd like to, to ask any questions. Otherwise, I'm just going to pop over to the Facebook group and see if anyone has any questions on there. Awesome, awesome. Okay, good. I don't see any questions on there. So we have uh, just about 15 minutes left of the call. And what I'd like to do now is, and, and of course, I just want to say again, this is a huge, huge topic. And so, you know, the ego versus God is really our, you know, subconscious stories and fears versus our higher knowing and our guidance system. And that's what it's about. It's, it's about really deciphering one from the other, developing that muscle and developing that practice. And so I don't see anyone raising their hand and I don't see any questions on the Facebook page. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to take you through a really powerful guided meditation so that we can access this and practice this morning ritual that we learned. And we can start to access that higher self that we keep talking about, okay? And so, again, wherever you are, if you can take some time, just lean back. Again, now is a really great time to put your distractions away and make sure that you are comfortable. And we're going to close our eyes, Now, closing our eyes, of course you can meditate with your eyes open. You can, you can meditate in a crowded shopping mall if you wanted to and if you could. Why do we close our eyes? Well, we close our eyes because when we take away one of our senses, it actually helps us to tune in and tap in a lot easier. And so, in closing our eyes and sitting back and giving ourselves the space and time, inhaling in through the nose, very controlled and calmly, And maybe holding it for a moment or two at the top, counting in your mind. One, two, three, and then exhaling through your mouth. And then inhaling again and holding at the top for one, two, and three. And then exhaling with control through your mouth. And inhaling again, holding at the top, and then exhaling through your mouth. And so we're going to do a quick little scan of our body here. And again, this is beautiful to do first thing in the morning as you wake up and you prop up your pillows and you, you know, you're already quiet. You're already in bed. You've just woken up from sleeping. And we're going to do a bit of a body scan. So what I'd like you to do is just start at the top of your head. And you're going to mentally just scan your body. Now, we don't want to do this too quickly. We want to take our time and just scan the body going down through our head and our neck and shoulders, and what we're looking for is any places where we might be holding some tension, or maybe there's some stiffness, or maybe there's a point that needs to be a little more relaxed. We might access an area that has a little bit too much energy, so there's a little bit too much tension, a little bit too much activity. So whatever that is for you, we're just scanning the body and we're seeing, we're connecting to the body. And we're also connecting to this present moment. So what is going on in the body? Just taking a mental note and then scanning all the way down right to the bottom of your feet. And then on your next inhale, I'd like you to inhale as though you have a white light that's coming in through the top of your crown. And this is going to act sort of like a You know, if you can almost see it as an extension cord. So we're plugging in here. And this is a really great visual for those of you that need to have a visual. This is a great visual for you to have. We're plugging into source here. So almost see this band or this extension cord plugging in and it's white light. And as you inhale and exhale in your next inhale, you're going to be inhaling in energy from there. Almost almost like you flick the switch and you're inhaling that energy down into the body. And as you see the energy coming down into the body, notice how it starts to go through your body and and hit all those places where there was tension and to hit all those places where maybe the energy was out of balance. And notice how it just streams down your body. And oftentimes people will report a really warm sort of sensation coming down their body or a warm sensation in those areas of tension in their body. And allow it to just stream right down through the body and down out through your feet. And so here we are in this quiet space. And we are now very present. And we are tuned into the body And we're tuned into our breathing. And just realize that right now, if your mind wanders to any particular thought or in any particular direction, that's okay. And you can tell yourself that that is okay. And just bring it back to your breathing. Bring it back to the present moment. So every time you notice that it wanders, bring it back to this present moment. And taking another inhale in and releasing. And now it's time for you to make that invitation and allow you to do this in whatever words feel good to you, in whatever way that you would like to address spirit or your higher self. Once you've made that invitation, I want you to just, you know, tap into your body again and see, did anything change for you? Even with your eyes closed, you're very aware of the energy around you. You're very aware of the energy of your body. Did anything change when you made that invitation? Did you feel a little more serenity come over you? Did your body relax a little more, maybe... Maybe you had your shoulders up and suddenly they they just dropped just a little bit. What happened for you? And maybe nothing happened and that's okay as well. But as you practice this invitation, you'll actually start to feel in your body and even within your mind and your energetic body, you'll start to feel the connection. And if you don't feel anything right now, that's okay. And if you did feel something, just take a mental note of what that was and create that reference point for yourself of, okay, this is what it feels like to be connected. And at this point, you can ask a question. You can ask for guidance on something specific. Or something that I just like to ask is, what would you have me know at this time? What information do you want my heart to know at this time? And this really frees the relationship you're creating from any kind of agenda where you're setting the agenda of needing to know or wanting to know. This actually puts gives up your control, really, and puts the control in Spirit's hands. So what would you have me know right now? Maybe you want to say the prayer from the Course in Miracles. What would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What will you have me say and to whom? And then just sitting in that space after the question, after the invitation, and taking notice again of what's happening in the body. Are you feeling relaxed? Do you feel a bit of tension? Did your mind start to go again? Like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting this. Or And just being aware of that and, and allowing yourself to drop the judgment. You know, almost see the judgment like a bag of rocks that you pick up and picking it up and actually giving that to your guide, giving that to spirit, just giving it over and saying, okay, I see this. I see that this is there. Just pick it up and give it over. Say, could you please take this? This is where we start to practice giving things over to our guide. So not just for asking questions. You know, this isn't about, um, you know, having an inner, um, you know, answers all the time. It's about developing a relationship. So allow yourself to sit in that space a little longer. And once you feel satisfied that you have what you came for, maybe an answer came to you, maybe nothing came to you, but you've just develop this beautiful sense of peace and maybe that's all it was for you right now there's a beautiful beautiful sense of peace and maybe there wasn't an answer that came and that's okay so whatever that was for you you know in the end expressing your gratitude and releasing that conversation for the moment or maybe not maybe asking that your guide stay with you for the rest of the day maybe asking that you maintain this connection all day And that you are able to connect back whenever you desire. So once you've done that, again, just returning to the breath and taking a nice deep breath in. And releasing. And then very, very slowly with your eyes still downcast, opening your eyes and returning back here to the call. So how was that for you? I would really, really love to hear from you. How was that for you? Were you able to make a connection? And remembering as well that you know, this is part of developing a relationship with your higher self, your relationship to spirit. It's it's not something that you do, you know, once or twice and you say, oh, I didn't get it or, oh, I did get it or great, fantastic, you know, and it's not about creating something that becomes, you know, a magic eight ball for yourself where, you know, you're shaking and asking for the question. This is actually about developing a relationship with this part of you that is connected to source, that is connected to a greater knowing And a greater purpose for yourself than even you're aware of. Um, And actually allowing it to take over and control your life rather than the crazy monkey mind of the ego, which brings up fears and which is rooted mainly in a lot of stories that are untrue. And so, of course, this conversation about the ego versus God is a huge conversation. And and there's been many, many, many books written on the topic of this. and um, And there's so much more that we can share. But I just wanted to give a little bit of this today. And, you know, part of that was, again, because I was guided to give this to you today. I was guided to say, well, you know, what should I share? What should I talk about? And this is actually what came through for me is to actually provide this Uh, material for you today and actually to open up this conversation today. So I would love to continue this conversation. So please uh, jump on the Facebook group if you haven't already. I would love to continue the conversation there and to find out more about what you thought about the call today what was your experience in that meditation maybe do you have a morning practice or an evening practice or something that you do that you find beneficial that you'd like to share with the community I would love to hear from you so hop on that Facebook group if you haven't done so already and let's continue the conversation there and let's continue helping each other grow and connect to something that's greater than ourselves